Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It is Sunday the 23rd of October. It's 10 past 8 in the evening. I think the referee has just decided to blow for full time at Cambridge and the Vale have won 1-0. So first, in a change of usual scheduling, I'm going to come to Steve. Because Steve, you had tickets for the match and then Saturday morning everything went wrong and you couldn't make it and had to watch through other means. Yeah, it wasn't a great day for me. Um, a couple of the lads at work, to quote Daryl Port, were rested, uh, picked up minor knocks, one in the brew room before the start of the day, and that just and that just sent the whole day terribly wrong. So I've got the tickets and the on the passenger seat the car, and I'm thinking I don't know how I'm going to get through today. So I sorted out my work by about half past twelve, and then that was it. Then that was that was gone. So. Um, I went around my mate who's who's has access to one of the, to one of these things, and we watched it. And I watched the game with him. It was a uh, there's a bit obviously I'm gutted I couldn't go, but it wasn't a great game. And if anybody can tell me what happens to my loyalty points, do I have to give half back because I didn't go to the game and keep half as I bought a ticket, or do you get loyalty points because I bought a ticket? And they wouldn't know you didn't go, would they? So you've got the loyalty yeah, well, points. It's a, it's a good I, I job you're loaded and you can afford two tickets and not use them. So, well, that's... one was only one was only a quid. Joe's was only a quid. Ah, uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, so I'll be. Um... Well, you say Joe's yeah, was... quid, but you pay, you pay, you had to bribe him with FIFA, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That is the, down, the downside. The downside is the, the the consequence of this was uh, was 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 FIFA, and obviously I didn't get I didn't go deluxe, just a bog standard um, FIFA edition. But he's a. Uh, he seems to like it. Him and his mates seem to be uh, pretty, pretty much engrossed. As he, as ever, he was the only kid out of all his mates not to have the new FIFA 23, which uh, I find a bit difficult. To don't you find, with. Johnny? Don't you find it's always the rich that are tied to with the money? Tiff, <laughs> mate, always isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's we what I do. I've got it, yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. It. He's, he's the only one on the podcast that hasn't got an headset. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's the, only, he's the only one that, that uses BT open Wi-Fi, not not pays for it himself. Yeah, next door. <laughs> next, you know, you, someone else on the pod does yeah. do that. Yeah. Amos's Wi-Fi is better through next door, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and when people wondering, saying, why did you have to bribe him? It's not that you had to bribe him to go Cambridge. You had to bribe him, but he couldn't go. He wanted yeah. to go. And because he yeah. couldn't go, the consequence was, well, okay, I'll give you FIFA. Which, in all fairness, is probably your fuel money. So, yeah. Johnny... Over to you. You've travelled down on the Fumbus for the first time since the playoff final. How was your day on the Fumbus and a little stop over in Kettering? Yeah, it was a decent pub in Kettering, wasn't it? Yeah. I think Mrs Kyle was um, chuffed with a ghost pumpkin. Yeah, she, she she found a ghost pumpkin. I didn't think she was too chuffed by me, though, saying that I like, I like J- Jamie's mum more than her. But, so. Yeah, probably not. But his mum does scare me, so... That, that's, that's more of the reason. I haven't, I haven't seen Mrs. Kyle's angry side. Yeah, fair enough. I'm sure she's got one living with Jamie. But enough of us rambling. We've been rambling for three minutes. So if anyone wants to skip three minutes, you've already listened to shit. Uh, we'll get into the game. Johnny, you were at the ground. Steve, you weren't. Really interested in this because it does seem as though the people in the ground, certainly close to us, kind of sort of different game to those on the stream. And we've always said it's completely different games. And we've shown that when we've had someone on watching on the tally, someone on. So I'm interested. I'll be honest, yesterday I wasn't as jolly as I would be today. So I've sobered up and I've had to think about things. And for me, good, solid away performance. We weren't great by any stretch, but job done. Johnny, your thoughts to begin with. Who was at the game? 
Yeah, I think like you say, it was it was job done, wasn't it? I, I don't think we created a lot. I don't think we were we we, we didn't look like we were going to score. In in all honesty, but again, it was job done, so can't really argue. And I did send you the message beforehand. You did uh, about the eleven, and I said it was awful, but it's the best we could put out with without strikers. Um, and I stand by it really because I think the performance echoed that as well. Um, that it wasn't an awful performance, but it was just a what best way to describe it was it's just a scrappy away performance, and you come away with a win and you're happy. But if you would have said it was a point, you probably wouldn't have argued that either. Yeah, I stand by the fact that Willow and Addison been fit, we win that game three or four. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think uh, we, either one of them we're on, I think it helped because Mipo was a bit isolated. Yeah, yeah. And watching the highlights back today, I'd for, you know, I thought Massey had had a bad miss in the first half. And actually, when you watch the highlights back there, Gold has made a really good save. Yes, Massey could have done better with it. The one he was one-on-one with the keeper when him and Mipo, good play, got in behind and keeper saved. It probably, you could argue, shouldn't give the keeper a chance to save it. But he's made a good save and then a good save from Mipo, even though the football league show on ITV thought that was Mal Benning. Yeah. I saw I saw that last night. I thought thought that was quite funny that the um, they managed to get that catastrophically wrong. Yeah. If that was Mal Benning, he would have kicked it out. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> yesterday's performance, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't dress it with his right foot anyway. So Steve, that was the view from in the ground from Johnny. What was your view watching on TV? Very similar. It was a game of dire quality. If you said to me, show me a League Two mid-table game of football, I, and I didn't know who the teams were, I'd have thought that's what it was. Um, they're the worst side I've seen this season. Fail play. I know they've got injury problems, and you could tell they were really, really short of confidence. But it's the type of game that, if you knew, like Vale are not going to go up, they're not going to go down. If you're going to be where you'd want to be, it's the type of game you actually win 1-0. It's the type of game you lose 1-0 if you're going to be struggling at the other end of the table. We've all seen Vale lose games like that and end, and end up in trouble. Now, you know, an own goal about about summed it up. We had the better chances. Their manager said so. I've read or listened to his interview after. But it was a poor, poor quality game and both sides were missing key players. And I think that with Vale... Our best two players are pro- could well be Wilson and Ellis, and neither were fit, allegedly, to play in. But we won, and to get three points, however you get them, it's three points, isn't it? You know, you don't get an extra point for playing really well. It's just a win, so in the cold light of day, it's a cracking result, really. Yeah, and neither were fit, allegedly. Are you putting rumours out there, Steve? No, I just, I don't know. I find it odd that they both picked up mine, mine and mine and Knox and could both be back for Tuesday. We've had a free week. I think if they aren't injured and they come back on Tuesday, he has been very, very brave there because if they were fit to play and we didn't win that game and he's resting for Tuesday, that's hell of a risk. Now he's Daryl Clark, managerial genius, lucky managerial genius. But I just, I mean, I don't know. If they are fit and he wanted to rest him, I'd have played him yesterday, a game we had a better chance of winning. Than Tuesday, but we didn't. We won, and if he says they're injured, then we have to accept they're injured. Yeah, it, that was the view in the ground. I think you know, me and Johnny were sat by. Well, Johnny was behind me, and I was when the rumours went round in the ground that they were rested for Tuesday. I was fuming 
because I was like, no, you don't rest them for Tuesday. You play them today. And if anything, you're playing today and not Tuesday because today yeah. is the game that's winnable on paper. I'm not saying Tuesday isn't winnable, it is. But if you put the two games next to each other, you go Cambridge away, you're more likely to win than against Ipswich. So if that, but the flip side isn't hindsight's wonderful, which is why we get Johnny Sandy's thoughts before kickoff now. Hindsight's wonderful. We've won 1 0. If they're both fit Tuesday because they play, we sneak a point or even get a win, then he is a genius, isn't he, Johnny? Yeah, I think I think I think it's it's one of the, it's one of them decisions where cold light of day you're thinking what the hell are you doing, Clarky? You've you, you've killed yourself in terms of putting yourself under more pressure than he probably needed to. Um, Willow being there after the game suggests that the knock isn't as bad as you'd thought, and it's probably more a case of do you know what he had a calf strain and he's just coming back. Um, so, so they got the, they looked at resting, maybe resting, maybe he had tweaked it a little bit. But it's it's a genius decision if we get anything on. Even if we don't get anything on Tuesday, it's a genius decision. The only thing you don't want to happen is Harrison pick up his yellow card, and that means he's out. He's out again for the game after. Let me ask you both this, and I've only just thought of since you're talking. Would you? Addison plays Tuesday, doesn't get the yellow card. Yeah. We then play Lincoln at home, and suspensions do count in the FA Cup. Would you want him for the FA Cup and go, actually, it's a money spinner if we can get second, third round, we don't want him to pick up the yellow card against Lincoln? Or would you go, actually, the league's the most important. We want to make sure we stay up this year, which everything's pointing to comfortable. And for those who got the bingo cards, we're now three points above where I had us. So that's positive. Would you say actually the league's concentration, go pick your yellow card up against Lincoln and miss the FA Cup? I think if you would have asked me before you sent that video earlier, I would have 100% agreed with you. Which video? Oh, extra sorry, in the Exodus. FA Cup. Yeah, the Exodus. Yes. After seeing the video and seeing obviously a bit of argy-bargy, fisticuffs, whatever people want to call it with, with the Exeter players... Yeah, and for those that haven't seen it, it's Exeter players in a nightclub. It looks as though they're scrapping with... The public, something's gone on. We, we don't know. We won't speculate. But there's certainly videos of extra plays of which San, Sam, how would you say his name? Nombley? Nombley, isn't it? Sam Nombley. He's, he's certainly smashing someone in the face. And then yeah, Jamal Blackman's throwing a lady to the floor. But we don't know what's gone on beforehand. We don't know what's gone after. It's a 15, 20 second clip, which was sent to me by a friend of the show, Simcox. Good on his team building, that was. <laughs> So yeah, carry on, Johnny. But yeah, so so like I would I would have agreed with you before that, but now seeing that and thinking, do you know what? There's going to be a bit of trouble at camp. They still haven't got a manager, so how how does somebody deal with that? Because your manager would come in, bring everyone in, absolutely hammer them, and then move on, don't you? But with them not having a manager, is like. How did he go out and deal with that? Does the chairman come down and bollock him? Because they are a family club. And I'd probably say that they look at the same way as we do in terms of the community work they do and all the other bits and pieces. So, yeah, going back to Harrison's yellow, it's it's then an odd one, isn't it? Because you're then probably asking him to tread a thin line because you, you, we want him more often than not, don't we? So, yeah. and The truth is, the cutoff for it's normally November time. So the cutoff for the fifth yellow picking up a suspension can't be that far away. 
And I will have a look while we carry on talking. But let's have a quick look at the stats, and I will look and I'll get it at some point during the pod. So possession stats, Cambridge had 52% of the ball to Vale's 48. But total shots, Cambridge had, had eight with a total of zero on target. Vale had 10 with four on target. Both had three off target each. According to Sky, there was only one clear-cut chance in the game which went to the Vale. And I'm guessing that's probably Massey's one-on-one with the keeper. Um, I think so. You've got to, haven't you? And then corners, Vale had six, Cambridge's four. So, job done. Seven points out of the last nine. Got to be happy with that, haven't we? 100% for me. I think it's... If you were, if you were offered as that, then I think the majority of people would have bit your arm off. So, happy days. And now puts us in a better position going forward. Because, like you said, we're a few points clear of where you would have predicted. Yeah, definitely. And it, it works... You know, we're now five points off the playoffs, Steve, seven off relegation. So I'm not suggesting that we look up at the playoffs, but certainly that's the position as a newly promoted side you want being, isn't it? Yeah, we've, we've done well. And the, the seven points we picked up, you know, the, we did pick up the ones we probably all thought we would as well, didn't we? You know, to work our away record is pretty good. That's the third away win of the season already. Derby, um, Burton and that one. So, so that's a, to pick up points away from home as well means you can't afford the odd blip like like we had against FGR. So, yeah, we're doing really well, to be honest, aren't we? You know, I don't think we could have asked for any more. Yeah. You know, there's been a couple of games we could have got something from. I mean, we, we were talking before about when we went down to Milton Keynes, they're bottom of the league, and they were there for the taking, really, apart from two bad mistakes. But apart from that, I can't think of any games where, do you know what, you think, well, should have done a bit better. We're going to lose games, but we, we're doing really, really well, so... That's off to the managerial genius and his squad rotation. Yeah, definitely. And for the yellow cards, it's match week 19. So we've played 14 games, but obviously we are match week 15 because we haven't played the Wickham game yet. So when that one plays, it kind of doesn't count as a match week because it's already happened. Because games that get called off, kind of, it's match week 19 when the season started. So we're match week 15 now. So he's got four. Well, he has got five games to go, actually, because Wickham's coming up soon, isn't it? Yeah, Wickham was really yeah, great, so, wasn't it? Yeah, so basically he's got five games not pick up a yellow card and then he's okay to go to match week 39 for the 10 yellow cards. There we go. Not just a pod about Vale. We educate you too. Not Does that often... include yeah, of match weekend, sorry? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's not it's not five league games. It's just the next four weekends, which is five games. Oh, no, okay. sorry. No, that won't count as a match week, but it will count towards bookings and red cards, etc. I thought right, you might just okay. count as that, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, let's get into it then. Players' ratings. In fact, let's start with Clark. So, you said before the game, that was the team that you'd pick, knowing that Willow, Addison, Politic were out, although obviously you probably would pick Politic. Walker's still not back. He's nowhere to be seen at the moment. So, happy with the team before the game, considering the options available. Give Clark a rating overall. Yeah, I think... I think uh, it's probably going to be the the sort of theme of the pod, but solid six, like brave decision with the strikers. If if it was a decision and it wasn't forced, um, but yeah, overall we've got the win, haven't we? So you can't really you can't really slate him too much for it. Yeah, no. With you and the subs, the timing of the subs, the subs that came on. Well, one of them was forced, <laughs> but yeah, first one was um, forced. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't think there was anything that you would have changed with the subs. I don't. Again, I don't think anyone was that that effective. Um, not none of the subs stood out and said, "You know what? Come and pick me." Other than Aiden Stone, really, I think he, he looked composed, calm, um, and and such like. And we'll talk obviously a bit more about Stoney when we get there. But yeah, the rest were just put on to do a job and. Yeah, they did it really. I think there's nothing, none of them. I don't think any of the players that aren't your first team players have nailed their shirt to the mast and said, you must pick me, with the exception of Mipo in some people's eyes, but not for me. Yeah, we'll get into that. So, Steve, anything to add on that? Uh, I can't remember Aidan Stone making a save. Stevens made one when he got down well in the corner. That's probably because if you listen to me read the stats, they had no shots on target. Yeah. So and but when like Joyce when he came on, I imagine I don't know, never played in goal, but I imagine to come on after twenty minutes, really acclimatise myself well. But he wasn't exactly um, put under a massive amount of pressure. There was no again like Johnny said, it was very much a six out of ten. Everyone did something. No one looked an idiot, but no one's no no one stood out. I thought. Yeah, we'll probably get to. I thought I thought Pat had a decent game. We really did, um, but you know everyone else was just we did enough basically, didn't we? We did enough, and I think that kind of reflects in the marks that Johnny will end up giving. Yeah, we'll we'll get on to that. Um, Pat, we'll get on to Pat because Johnny will tell you in the ground when Pat got subbed. I said my man of the match. He just walked off the pitch. Didn't get my man of the match yeah. at the end because he didn't play the ninety, but the seventy was on. Who's my man of the match? And we'll get on to him. And we'll get into the players now. So, Johnny, let's start in goal. We're going to go for the mark for Aidan Stone because he played the majority of the game. And just a best wishes to Jack Stevens, who Clark is confirmed had a dead leg. So, hopefully, it's nothing too serious and he'll be back in contention soon. But now it's Aidan Stone's shirt to lose, isn't it, Johnny? Yeah, I think I think for me, I think he was composed. Um, six out of ten performance, he didn't have him safe to make. So, can't, can't be given any more than that. But I didn't, I didn't feel like we... What I don't know if it's because of who we were playing up front, but I didn't feel like even when Stevens was on that we were going as direct. So mm. I thought the kicking and things were that the distribution from the goalkeeper was a lot better because it was shorter, sharper, and a bit quicker. So I like that. that? And I, Sorry, would you say, is it, could that be down to the pitch, Johnny? They got more confidence in their pitch than they have, and maybe one more local to where they play more regularly. Do you think? Do you think that's Possibly. the reason they were going shorter? Possibly. Because it, 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 it were. definitely were, weren't they? Yeah. In all fairness, if you listen to AB7, Alfie Bollard's pace on YouTube, he interviewed some of the players after the match. Aidan Stone was one of them, who alluded to it as hard coming on as a goalkeeper halfway through a game, and you've just got sort of be ready, get yourself ready in case. And then Conor Hall was another one who said, you know, it was a good pitch and we could play football on it. You know, is that a backhanded? dig at the Vale Park pitch, who knows, but he did say it was a good pitch and we could play football on it. There we go. Steve, anything to add on the keepers? Nothing at all. They they did what they had to do. We definitely tried to go shorter this week than we have done in the past, for whatever reason. But if the keeper doesn't have to make a save, they both came and took the odd cross, Stone took a couple, but it was a very, very easy day at the office for them pair. Yeah. It was... um, (coughs) 
Yeah, that's fair. And in a change to normal running, Johnny, you're still going to give the rating, but after feedback, the, the guests are normally saying, I agree with Johnny, there's nothing else to add. I'm going to flip it and you take it in yeah. change going first. So, Steve, you're going first on right centre half, Will Forrester, then we'll come to Johnny for anything extra in his rating. A lot of people were raving about Will Forrester on the uh, on the old social media. I'm not quite sure why, to be honest. I thought he had a decent game, he did nothing wrong. There was just once in the second half when he dived in and they got down the line. But apart from that, he's fast becoming a, fa- a fan's favourite. He, he heads it, he tackles it, he can pass it. And he, he was instrumental in the goal. He obviously, you know, he makes a good run down the right that maybe that maybe Nathan Smith couldn't and wouldn't do. That's a matter of opinion. But I don't think Forrest was as good as people were saying, but only because he didn't have to be. In Forrester, there is a real, real player. And yeah. the more games he plays, he's cutting out the errors and he's looking better and better and better. So he's been one hell of a signing. Yeah, well, after Petty went off, Forrester got my man of the match. So Forrester ended with my man of the match. I thought he was excellent. As you say, instrumental in the goal. He was second choice for me. Yeah, fair enough. Johnny, anything to add on Forrester and then your rating for him? Um, Will got a seven because he got, he got an assist. Um, I think the big thing with him is that like like Steve, you just mentioned, but he's becoming instrumental in our back three and how it works, and he can play either bit of it and doesn't look out of place. So really happy with him. He's a leader as well. You see on the pitch, Eamon Smithy and Connor all are always talking to people around them, and I do think that the team is slowly starting to gel now, but we we know that changes are coming. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, and. As we don't see Jamie Proctor anymore because he's injured and we don't know when he's back, Will Forrester is very quickly becoming my love interest now. And it will soon be everybody knows I love Will. Uh-huh. What a bloke. Yeah, and he loves it, doesn't he? I mean, at the end of the game, you see him come over to the fans and when the fans are singing his name and, you know, a little cheeky dig at Stoke and the song, he's got a massive grin on his face, Auntie, and he's pumping his fist to the fans. And he loves it, that boy does. Absolutely loves it. From what you hear, he wasn't treated particularly well by Stoke, and I think he's come into a to a club who have treated him well, and he's responded. Yeah, you know, he's he's exactly the type of player that we all think Vale should be trying to sign. And there's obviously a risk involved because he's young, he hasn't got much league experience. But yeah, he's got about he's got a bit of fighting him through the Mongol, as the Australians would say. You know, he's he's up for it, isn't he? And yeah. Not a lot to dislike about Will, so all power to him. Yeah, definitely. And then back to you, Johnny, for the middle of the three. Oh, Smudgy. Yeah, a solid six out of ten for Smudge. Did everything he needed to do, edited what he needed to do, but I don't really remember the back three having a lot to do. So, standard game. Unfortunately, there isn't a lot of talking points from it from anywhere. So, decent, did his job. I'm more than happy. Steve, anything to add? It was so quiet that he didn't even nearly get anyone sent off today. There was just there was just nothing. It was a as the keepers had an easy game, so did the back three. And I think when we come on to Connor Hall, this is something we'll be able to talk about. You know, but yeah, Smudger was Smudger. He'll come he'll come off that game ready could have done another ninety minutes. Don't think he had to break sweat. He's had yeah. some tough games recently. Smudger has. You know, against some decent centre forwards, and he has struggled a bit today. Wasn't one of them. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have anything to do, did he? And what he did, he did what Smudger does. He defends and did it well, and then give the ball to someone else, which 
what you want from Smudge. Good performance for what he had to do. And then, Steve, it's your turn. We are moving on to him. Connor Hall, maybe we just have playing Cambridge every week. Where he's closer to home. Yeah, that's the first thing. If he's doing that, if he's travelling all the, all the time from Cambridge up to Stoke for training, fair play to him. That's the first thing. I'm assuming he must stop over a couple of nights in, in one of your Premier Inns beds. I doubt he gets as good a room as you, but, you know, he's... Um, but he must, he must, he must put some miles on his car. Connor Hall was better when we, when we were in League Two. Connor Hall looked a step above League Two, and I thought again yesterday he looked a lot better. But I wondered if that was the, the level of opposition we were against. A couple of times, a couple of his clearances went astray, but we weren't punished, and we never looked like being punished. I thought it was a good game for Connor Hall to come back in. And I thought he and I thought he looked towards his old self. I think a, a more an acid test will be on Tuesday when we're playing a much better side. And was Jonesy rested with Tuesday in mind? Because he was obviously fit to play because he came on. So will we revert back to Jones for a, a perceived harder game? And he and Hall played in a game where maybe we weren't gonna be under as much pressure. I think it'll be really interesting to see what Clarky does on Tuesday, who plays out of Jones and Hall. Yeah, I think you're right. And that, for me, the left centre-back is the position where you've got two players, especially after the performance opening yesterday, that are good enough to, you know, there's nothing between them at the moment. I don't. Although, actually, you'd probably say Jones is better at the moment because he's had more good games. But Johnny, Connor all looked, as Steve said, pretty close to back to his best. Not quite there, but pretty close. And talk to me about Connor all and talk to me about when he sold two defenders, dummies, and nearly killed one in the top corner. Yeah, I think I think, that, I think that's it. I think that's the corner all you want to see, isn't it? The the fact that you know when he's got that bit about him and he likes that little fake shot and cut it inside. And Steve, you might be right in terms of living and team that we're playing. Um, and I think the acid test will be Marcus Harness running at him on um, Tuesday, for example. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like Connor. I like what you get. I like the increased physicality compared to Jonesy. And that's not a dig at Jones, because I think he wins more than his fair share in the air. But Hall just is bigger. He's a bigger lad, and he? He, he looks stronger. Um, and not saying he is, but it, it just how, he, how it comes across from the eye. Um, he's, more so, he's more imposing, isn't he? He's more physically imposing, I think, you know. Yeah, and, and that's it. I, I just think it was decent. It was decent performance from him. Same with the whole team. They they did the job. Yeah. Did yeah. you give him a mark? Yeah, solid six. Solid six. Some people had him as man of the match. Yeah. Well, I, I, and to be fair, I've seen about eight different man of the matches yesterday, which tells you everyone kind of played okay. Because no one is like running away with man of the match where you think, God, they played really well because everyone's saying they got man of the match. And no one's that bad that actually only these players played well. So it says a good team performance to me when you've seen seven or eight different man of the matches nominated. Yeah, I think I think defensively as well. I think it's what the second or third clean sheet of the season, which really needs to improve. Yeah, uh, but it, we didn't look troubled, and everyone seemed comfortable today, which was good. Yeah, definitely. And then it's back to you, Johnny. Back in at right wing back, first time we've seen him start for a while. Wasn't was back in. Yeah, I, th- I was. I thought Warrell was Dave Warrell. Like what he offered you at wing back, he was up and down well. He helped Forrester out, supported, got back, ratted a lot, and was was good 
good performance from Warrell. Couple of good crosses in which I'm sure Alice Harrison was sat at home wherever thinking, why the fuck are this is happening when I'm not on the pitch? But overall, really good performance from Warrell and a solid six. Yeah, Steve? Uh, whoever's playing right side of all back three always looks better when Warrell plays over anybody else. And that's because of what Johnny says. He knows the position. He's up and down. I think he was lucky not to get sent off because in the first two minutes when he pushed that lad over, that was a blatant booking. Because it was so early, the ref didn't book him. Now, when he did book him, he actually, he actually I think you probably, you've got, well, no, but me, you were talking about it. When, when, when he got booked, when once he got booked, he, on the telly, it looked like a really clean tackle. But he, but he booked him for that one, and the first one was way more of a booking than the, uh, than the than the second one. So he was a bit lucky there, but I, I just think it was because it was like literally two minutes in that the refs that you know, like a lot of refs, you'll you'll know better than else best. You know, do you think Christ? I don't want him on the booking for eight eight minutes. It makes my life difficult. And it wasn't. You shouldn't as a referee. You shouldn't. And I'll be honest. I can't remember that situation. Okay, we've been in the crown since. Eight. <laughs> sheltering, yeah. obviously sheltering, and then sure, on the yeah. coach on the way down, and we were yeah. in Kettering for eleven. But I can't remember that one after two minutes. No, but it was it was it was a bit, you know, a different ref would have sent him off if he, if he de- if he deemed that the one he got the second tackle, which I thought he got the ball for, and so did Stu, who's never wrong. <laughs> but he he could have been sent off. But apart from that, it was just a, it was just a good solid wing back performance. And like Johnny said, it was a good six. I'd have perhaps snicked him up to seven, to be fair, but, you know, I can't argue with any of the comments. Uh, left wing back, then it's your turn, Steve. Mal was back. Yeah, no, Mal, positionally excellent. Got up and down, excellent. Defensively, excellent. There was just one problem with Mal. Every time he got the ball, <laughs> his distribution is, is passing. It wasn't particularly good for me. I think out of everybody... He was the one player who probably was a little bit below below the others for me. And it was just every time he got the ball, he just seemed to be... Yesterday, he seemed to be devoid... I don't know what you pair thought on the ground, but he seemed to be devoid of quality every time he got it. Johnny, do you agree? Yeah, I, I think, like Steve, you, you said, he did everything right except his final ball. And I think that was, obviously, when we had more of the ball and we were going forward and stuff, you kind of need a good quality ball against Cambridge because I couldn't see how either team was going to score. So it had to be something almost perfect um, or a mistake, which obviously happened. But yeah, I think Benny hasn't done himself any favours. So Mark five for Benny. Uh, yeah. And that's, that, that is just because of his end product. Everything else, he, he, he was really good at but we we need that end product yeah i'm with you, you both on that? that no i'm with you both on that i, I thought yeah yeah i agree i thought he didn't have his best game yesterday and my next question to you both now for me the answer to this is yes is the left wing back the position we need to strengthen first come the first of january given how reliant on the wing backs we are in our system do we need a wing back that can do something on that left side similar to what Waddle does on his day on the right side. 
what Sammy Robinson can come on and do on the right side, which, you know, we come on and had a couple of good runs at him. Have we got anyone Massey's that can do that on the left side? Well Massey's played there. We, we do seem a bit imbalanced. We've got the lad from the lad from Stoke who, I think the jury's still out on, and Mal and for whatever reason, the management team don't seem over enamoured with Mal. They pull him in. I think maybe his treatment could be something. They pull him in. They push him back out. He plays in the he plays in the um, against Wolves under twenty ones. Comes on the bench there. So I think probably Mal's not feeling at his best. But I do. I think you're right. I think the left wing back spot is something we look at. And we think you know what? We haven't got a really good option there. On the right-hand side, as you say, we've got two or three all offering different things. On the left-hand side, not so much. Johnny? Yeah, I think, like, I think both sides for me would be... We, we look to have some improvement on it, but I think the left one is currently more important. Yeah, that's fair enough. And then moving on, the old midfielder who was back yesterday, me and Steve have already touched on our thoughts of his performance. Who I thought he was excellent. Johnny, it's back to you for this one. Petty, carpet man, carpet brought to you by own choose carpets. Give Tom yes. a call. Yeah, well, he's back now. He's back now after miss, uh, after his one game ban. Yeah, he, so. he was. I believe he was loving angels instead. Yeah, something something around that. Some lovely some lovely pictures of Tom and Missy. The Missy Dame must be on social media. I think it's I think it's fair to say they're in love. This week, till Tom goes to the pub on a six-day bender yeah. again. <laughs> till Tom goes on a forty-eight-hour bender and ends up buying three new cats and a dog. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But moving on from that, Johnny, what were your thoughts on Pet yesterday? I thought he was excellent, and I thought it's no surprise to me we got a clean sheet with Pet back in the side, protecting the back three. Yeah, I think for 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 me, Petty got a seven. I think he was brilliant. He he adds that toughness to the midfield, which you wouldn't expect from like just looking at looking at him. But he's, he's he must be a horrible player against because he's always 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 like in and around players. He's always offering himself. He does that horrible little roll his body in the way and fall to the floor and win your free kick when you need it. So. For me, Petty was brilliant yesterday. It, it felt like what we'd been mi- missing recently by not having Ojo in the squad. Um, so I was I was really happy with that, and it, the midfield felt a li- little bit more balanced, but only a little bit. Yeah, and he looks after the ball really well, doesn't he? It does. Steve, uh, Pet was my man of the match. I thought he was excellent. He must have won. I don't know, 20 little niggling tackles around the centre circle, screening the back four, and he doesn't waste the ball again either. I think there was a thought that when we're in League One, we might get a bit overpowered. But yesterday, again, I think maybe it's because we were in a similar way to what I said about Connor Hall, who we were playing. He just looked a really good player, and the midfield looked much better balanced with with him sitting in because he, he won his tackles, he wins a free kick. And he lays it off. He was my, he was my man of the match. I thought he was all the way through the game. If played, he'd breaking up. Pet was there. He was in the right place at the right time on every. He covered every inch of carpet, as you might like to say. Yeah, with you both. And that, as I said earlier, for seventy minutes, he was my man of the match. And the only reason Forrester got it is Pet went off. That's the sole reason Forrester got man of the match over him. Obviously, Forrester would have been second in that case. So we're moving on next to him, Captain Tom Conlon. 
and it is your turn, Johnny. Is it? No, it's Steve's turn. Steve, you're first. Yeah, I thought Tom was okay. He didn't um, set the world on fire. He moved the ball pretty well. There were times when he held on to it a bit too long, as he's prone to do. But it was a nothing game, wasn't it? It wasn't a game where anyone stood out and he didn't stand out one way or the other. I just thought he was a steady six. I can't really say a lot about Tom's performance, to be honest. He pinged a free kick miles over the bar. That was about it. Johnny? Yeah, I think for, for, for me, what, what I liked about Conlon's performance yesterday was he actually kept the ball moving. Yeah, It was one touch and out to his feet rather than one touch, two touch, three touch, four touch, five touch, on, chop onto his left, back onto his left. Oh, shit, we've lost it, which has been kind of what his performances have been like recently for me. Um, I don't know, not everybody agrees, but... Um, so I, I like the fact that he was quicker with it and... That might be because the shackles were off because Betty was there, so it gives him a bit more freedom. But yeah, decent, decent performance from him. The sort of game he probably needed to be, to, to, yeah. to be honest, in terms of like you said, he hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't done anything spectacular, but it's it, it's get, getting getting that motion motion in and the confidence up again. I'm with you both. And for me, the one bit that kind of sums up the negative, then the positive for Conlon yesterday was there was one where first off we were attacking their goal and he kind of lost the ball on the edge of their area because he he wanted too much time on it and then like just nicked it off him. But rather than punching the ground in frustration, he actually sprinted, get back and he was the one at the back then, you know, making it all from get the cross and et cetera. And he kind of got rid of, I know, Johnny, you, picked up on his own in the season where he did something that was bad and rather than getting back he punched the ground in frustration and whereas yesterday seemed more focused on that let's get the job done yeah and I think that's what you've got to do it's like like if if you put if you put in that effort and everything you'll get the love back won't you so happy happy with Tom like he's he's, he, he was a good step for him yeah and you gave him a mark did you yeah six solid yeah. six again solid. like I said theme of the day solid six yeah, that's definitely the theme of the day. And then moving on, next year when midfield, and I will say before I come to you, Johnny, great ball to set up Forrester for the goal because sometimes we give him a lot of stick on his ball distribution and what he's like on the ball. But actually the ball to Forrester was inch perfect. Ben Garrity in midfield. And he was playing more in the attacking role for certainly 70-odd minutes until Butterworth come on. Yeah, I think, I think Garrity's certainly better there when he hasn't got to concentrate on all the other parts of his game. I think he, him, him for me is a, he's a more natural footballer. I think if he has got to think about it and time and stuff like that, that's where we see the football inside of it. Like get, get, give away, shall we say, but Garrity, when he's charging into the box, putting himself in there, that's when he's at his best. I was surprised he wasn't up front when, when we saw the team, not based on anything other than like, we seem to have shoehorned him up there previously. So I was surprised to see him there up there. Um, but I was glad that he wasn't because he was able to do what he did. And like you said, the ball the, the ball for Forrester's run was, was brilliant. And again, that was because it came to him and he had not no option, but he didn't have time to stop and think. He was just, Forrester's gone, let's clip it. And it was it a was good ball. So, yeah, overall, solid six from Garrity again. Um, another one that probably needed that performance because yeah. there has been a lot of people 
being critical, us being a few of them. But as we know, you love Ben Garrity. Yeah, as we know. But yeah, it, also a shout out on the goal to, you know, Forrester, obviously, and Sammy Robinson, because all three of them, Garrity, Forrester, Robinson, were all involved with the move. And then obviously Forrester's kept going for his run. Steve, Ben Garrity. I'm probably more pro Garrett, pro Ben than a lot of people have been. And I thought yesterday showed why Darren always picks him. He edited, he tackled, he covered all the ground he needed to do, and he did a little basis right. And I think that's his best ever pass in a Port Vale shirt. If anyone can think of a better one, send it, send it in, and send send a clip in. And but I just thought that he was he was no better than anybody else. But you know he's reliable. You know if a header needs winning at the near post and he's there, he's going to win it. You know, if he needs one to make a tackle, he's going to make the tackle. There's, there's issues with Ben, and we don't need to go over them again. But I just thought he was no better than anybody else. But I just thought that showed why he nearly always plays. And, and for a man who changes the team as much as DC does, if Garrett is fit, he is always in it, isn't he? And there must be a reason for that. But he was just, he was decent enough yesterday. Yep, with you both on that. Ben Garrity, back to more like it yesterday. And then let's move on to the front two. Front two brought to you by Johnny's Bar. He's open, get yourselves down in Burzum. He will be open Tuesday before the game. So if you're in Burzum, get yourselves in for a good quality pint of beer. Support him, um, get in and get yourselves in Johnny's Bar. And then the front two, Johnny, we started moving from right wing back to up front. Was Gavin Massey? Yeah, I thought... Wait, wait. Steve first. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought Massey was all right. I, you know, it must be difficult to go from right back, right wing back, to to playing up top. Did he look like a natural centre forward? No, he didn't. Could he have held the ball up a bit better? Yes, he could. But he put himself about. He should have scored really. The keeper made a decent save, but I think that when he was when he's one on one, but I think he should have scored. But he didn't give their centre halves any time on the ball. He put himself about. There was just a little bit of a lack of quality in the you know when he was when he was right up there. He had the opportunity, but he's got half a yard of pace. He was a nuisance. He was playing with a twenty-one-year-old lad who's got no league experience. I think he gave a good account of himself. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, the the Massey thing was interesting. We we spoke about it earlier in the season, hadn't we? When Clarkie had. Played a couple of people up front. Why? Why Gavin hadn't been given a chance up there? Um, and I thought you saw yesterday why he probably should have it before because he got in behind. He's a willing runner. He works hard. Technically, he's not a goal scorer. You can you can tell that. But if he gets in that position that he did another five times this season, you, you're expecting two, two, three goals, aren't you? So. Yeah. Um, it's it, it was all good, decent performance. No, no, another solid six. I thought he was he was okay. Um, wouldn't be building on him being there all the time, but um, certainly hasn't done himself any harm if Harrison and Willow aren't going to be fit. Yeah. yeah, going back going back to that, I think he probably didn't play up front earlier in the season because he was getting it. He wasn't much fit, was he? You know, for some strange reason, he didn't have a club, so he didn't. So he wasn't. Bit to start the season. I've never been over that before. I think he probably would have had a chance to play up front earlier if he'd been match ready. But yeah, he was, he, like you say, Johnny, he was a willing runner. He was, and he was effectively what? The fourth choice striker. So your fourth choice striker 
is not going to be an elite finisher of elite movement, or he won't be the fourth choice striker, would he? So, but he was all right. Yeah, well, and probably his fifth choice, realistically. Yeah. You'd say Proctor would be above him if fit. Yeah, I didn't count. I wasn't counting Proctor, but yeah, yeah. Proctor was fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they linked up well, didn't they? To be fair, I thought between them they won the fair share of Eddie's considering I didn't expect them to. So a strike partner brought to you by Andy's taxes, and we're not going to get him taking back to West Ham yet after yesterday. And considering Johnny hasn't got his man of the match yet, there must only be one man left, or he's forgot one or the other. But Andy's taxes isn't taking Mepo back, but he could take you where you want. Give him a call, tell him Bess has sent you, and he'll still charge the same price. But he'll know we sent you. Yeah, I was I was rather critical of Mipo on the way back yesterday because I thought that he probably could have and should have done better. But then taking the beer goggles off, looking back at it and stuff like that, is the the one that the keeper saves very early on. Yeah, he, could he have done better? Yeah, of course he could have. But was it awful? No, it wasn't. It was decent. Is that the one he pushed onto the post? Yeah. I mean, like it, it wasn't—it wasn't was one of them where you've gone. Oh, he's made that dead easy for the keeper. The keeper's made a good save. He's a good keeper as well. Well, like they've got two very good keepers on the books. Um, and I thought what I liked about Mipo was that he got his body around. He, he put himself about. He seemed a bit—he's a bit erratic with the ball. I don't know. I don't don't know how you pair feel with him, but. It feels like sometimes when he's got the ball at his feet, it's either going to bounce off him and go 20 yards ahead or it's going to stop dead. He reminds me a bit of Ben Williamson in that sort of manner, that whether he's going to trap it or not is is, is a bonus. Uh, but overall, really, really good performance for a lad with five, six league games under his belt now, starting without a proper strike partner in terms of a seasoned striker. And... You wouldn't have, if you would have said one of that front two is 21, it wouldn't have been obvious in my eyes. So, no, good. Yeah. Were similar. And, th- and that, that was, I think that's a, a huge positive as well. I think, like, it's obviously not, it's not meant to be a slight on Massey, but it's a huge positive there. He didn't look out for his depth. So, solid seven. Um, Shades, man of the match, just. Because I, d- I did think that, like, whilst Forrester had a hand in the goal and whilst Pep was brilliant and was pretty much a shoe in for it until he went off, um, I think Mipo did just do enough consistently across the, the game. Yeah. Fair enough, Steve. Uh, you referenced Ben Williamson. I thought there, was, there were shades of rodders in Mipo's performance yesterday. The one when he hit the post, he shrugged off his mind, showed some strength, got a good shot away outside the box. Um, he earned a booking when he was driving through with when he's really fit, nice touch, got it out of his feet, was driving towards goal. There are times when he couldn't trap his bag of cement, of that there is no doubt. And there's times when his first touches want someone to a trampoline. But there are other times he'll he'll bring it down, bring people into play. He look what he is, a young lad playing having his first taste of league football. He won't play against many teams this season as forgiving as Cambridge, that, you know, their lack of quality, their lack of confidence helped him out. But it wasn't my, he was close to, you know, me be my other match, my other match, but I thought the other two was a bit better, but it was definitely his best performance in a veil shirt. 
and he did stuff today, yesterday, sorry, that we haven't seen him do before, the hold-up play, the link-up play, again, on the half turn, and in a shot from outside the area. So, yeah, well done to him. Good for him. Yeah. What what I liked about his performance, I think it was at 1-0, if I remember right. We were 1-0 up, and he got the ball outside on the right, and two of their men come at him, and he knocks it past and both ran round him and got on the ball. And yeah, like, he yeah, they had got a bit of pace. And you're referencing him to Rogers, Steve. He can hit a ball. And I do think, you know, over the course of a season, if he plays games, he will score you one or two screamers where he just catches the ball right. And yeah, decent performance for me. But we did all right yesterday. And I still think he's not knocking on the door of Harrison and Wilson a fit. But actually, he's a very good option to bring on if they are fit and you want changes. Or if they're not fit. And he carries on performing like that. He'll be knocking on the door sooner or later. I think that's fair to say for me, Pope. And we said we'd do it in an hour. We've got the Ipswich preview briefly come up. So, any comments on any of the subs that come on? I'll go to you first, Johnny. Any of the subs you want comments on? Obviously, yeah. Bar Stone, because we've done Stone. Yeah, I, I, I think you mentioned earlier, and I think I think he does need a, a bit of a an actual mention as well, Sammy Robinson. Yeah. Because he's fantastic. I love Sammy. I love everything about him. I love the fact that he reminds me so much of Gibbo. It's untrue. I hate his hair. He looks like a twat, but that's personal preference. You know what I mean? If he wants to go with the blonde mohawk, you've got to back up that ability. It's the, the only thing that could be worse is seeing him with pink boots on or something like that. I think if he comes out with a blonde mohawk and pink boots, you've you've got to back it up with ability. Um, and he is doing. Every time we see him at the minute, he is backing up with ability. He's confident. Sometimes a bit too confident. Um, there was a time where <laughs> yesterday, and it still makes me laugh when when he went the short corner and just kicked his out for a goal kick, and it was like you sit there thinking, Sammy, what have you done? Like just hold it in the corner at that stage. But yeah, he, I get what he was thinking, but he just fucked it up massively. But he's young, he's raw. He, you don't stay at Man City until you're 20, do you? If, if you haven't got a bit about you, especially not not in this regime. So, really interested to see how this this goes, and fully expecting disappear off the face of the earth for a month now. Yeah, and what I liked is a game where it was lacking anyone really picking the ball up and driving at him. The first thing he did was get the ball, drive at him, beat his first man, try and beat the second, and ended up went out for a goal kick, but he was willing to have a go. It was more than willing to have a go. And I love Sammy. And if he is out of contract at the end of the year, like we believe he is, but you don't hear contract stuff from Bale anymore. I'd be quick getting him signed up because I do think next year he could be a regular first-team player in League One. I really yeah. do. Where do so, you see right side of centre-half or wing-back? Wing-back for me. But I'm comfortable with him right side of centre-half. But for me, wing-back, if you've got Smithy in the middle, Forrester right centre-back, Sammy Robinson right wing-back, wow. There's definitely a player there. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Any of the other subs you want to touch on, Steve, before we move on to it? So, Sam Robinson, as you've touched on, the only one who who really made you think was Sammy. He was... And there's a player in there. Yeah, yeah. So... We'll be back, yeah, sorry. He went and yeah. disappeared. Did on mine as well, but we're back, yeah. So, we'll move on to Ipswich. Before we do, I've got one question. I don't want your answer now. It's one I want people send me the answer in for Thursday or Wednesday, we'll have to talk about that, Johnny, because the Supporters Club Thursday, half seven, Tommy Cheadles, anyone can get yourself there, get yourselves down, it's the monthly Supporters Club meeting. So we'll discuss. Question I've got, and I don't want answers now, we'll move on to Ipswich, because I want you to have a think about it. 
and it's come because I was listening to the price of football lately. I'm a couple of weeks behind for anyone that's listened to me and thinks, God, that was weeks ago. But it come up earlier about naming rights to a stadium. Now, given that Vale are now a lot more active in the commercial area, we're selling more sponsorship, we're doing as much as we can, etc. Would you be for or against, and it's one for Thursday, and send us your answers in everyone, because I'm really interested in this debate. If a local company, and let's just say Autonet, because they do a lot with Vale, come in and said, I'll give you two million quid over four years, so half a million a year, to call it either the Autonet Arena or Autonet Vale Park, would you take the two million quid or is it no, it's been Vale Park since 1954? Really interested in the debate because I, I can see both sides of the argument. But I don't want answers now. Thursday, I want answers to that. And it's because they were talking naming rights to stadiums on price of football. So this isn't because I know anything's going on. I know nothing. You don't hear anything from the club and I wouldn't expect me to know. I just thought it was a really interesting debate. Would you take half a million quid a year to change the name of Vale Park? And that half a million obviously goes back into the club, increases your playing budget, etc. Johnny, take us on to the Ipswich preview on that. Well, just before that, I'm going to answer you. Um, I told you wait Thursday. I mean, but I'm going to I'm going to answer you with a question. What, where do Bradford play? Wicked Valley Parade. It's not though, is it? It's the Coral Window Stadium. By the Stoke Plate, still the Britannia to me. Yeah, exactly. So, it, in a nutshell, for me, I couldn't give a shit. It's going to be Vale Park. It'll just say something different on a ticket. That's my um, thoughts as well. And I'd take the two yeah. million quid to be honest with you. And I'd say if you're going to increase his playing budget by half a million a year, call it whatever you want. It'll still be Vale Park to me. I think I think I think there's got to be a, a certain line. The the new Everton Stadium, for example, that's that that that's boring on ridiculous. Um, right, because that? They, I haven't they've been approached by um, a company that does erotic photo social media. Oh, um, stadium. <laughs> um, let me let, let me find out what. <laughs> Let me, let me try. Let me try and find it. But yeah, um, strip chat. That was it. Wow. So they, but they, like, let's be fair. They've been they've been off an hundred eighty million pounds. So there's a little bit of difference there, isn't it? Like, <laughs> let's be honest. For hundred eighty million quid, you can call Vale Park the strip chat stadium. Yeah. It, what the, what what the name? The strip chat sustainability stadium is what they've what they've gone with. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but. Like say for 180 million quid, you do what you want. Yeah, you can call it the Playboy Mansion for 180 million quid. Yeah, you've got you've got the dressing gown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, call it what you want for that money. But yeah, interesting in people's opinions. Send them in. I mean, for me, the obvious one would be Autonet, considering the names all over. If someone like Pamland come in and want to call it the Pamland Stadium, I probably wouldn't be as open to it because you're going to get more ridicule there. Could be worse. It could be the Pirelli Stadium, but ayo. I'll answer as well. I wouldn't care. I'd maybe, I'm not sure I'd want a gambling company, um, but even then, I'm not sure it makes much of a difference. And providing it was a, a reputable company, and I wouldn't want a crypto company, currency, anything like that. Anything that might entice the fans into losing money, you know, like something like that. But apart from that, half a million quid's a new pitch, it's a new le- it's a new left wing back. Everybody would probably take it. I don't think everyone would, which is why... No, I no, maybe not, but I, I would. I would. I would. I would. I would. Synetic Stadium. If they want to put more sponsorship in that way, Synetic Stadium. It's 
just a thought of it on Price of Football. Right, Johnny, you've got five minutes lead us into the Ipswich preview. Well, Vale have just tweeted a bit from Clarky out as well. Oh. Just, oh. It's like they knew we were doing it, so they thought they'd help us out. Um, he was basically asked about the win at Cambridge, and he said, we don't build an 11 here. We build a squad. We keep harping on about that. And, and you see that with the front two on Saturday. I thought they were outstanding. Stoney comes on, keeps clean sheets. It's all about the squad. It always will be. And Saturday was testament to that. We're delighted that the boys who apply themselves day in and day out on the training ground were rewarded with a good performance. So I think that sums up everything that Clark is thinking at the minute, um, because it says words, obviously. But from, from our perspective... It's not fun as a fan because you don't know what 11's going to turn up. But also it is fun as a fan because barring one, maybe two players in that whole squad, if you started any mixture of that that 11, nobody's really sat there thinking, oh God, this is disastrous. And even out of them two players, we don't know enough about, for me, the two I'd be a bit concerned about would be Holden and Small. And we still haven't seen enough of either of them to say, is the concern real or not? Or do they just need some football? I, I wonder how much we'll see a Terry Small, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, well, one thing we often, we go back to the uh, ASCII days, you knew that our first line was our first 11 and anything else was pretty weak. What they have done really well is upskilled, the, is upgraded the whole squad so that he can chop and change. Now, if we if we from that we intimate that maybe Willow and Harrison could have played because he's saying, oh, you know, the other lads deserved a chance, then that's obviously his decision. But yeah, we've got we've got a deep squad and he uses it. So you know, Ipswich are second in the league, the favourites to go up. We've chucked a load of money at it. So you would imagine he would want what he perceives and what we may perceive to be the best players out there, which includes Harrison Willow, if they are indeed fit. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really interesting. As you say, they've chucked money at it. They spent over a million quid in a left back from Leeds, didn't they? Yep. You know, they've, they've got some very good players at it. So, they beat Derby Friday 1 0. Nothing special, we beat Derby. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, this is a free hit. We're three points above where we should be in the bingo card. And let's be honest, Ipswich at home start the season. You've got it down to zero points. So to free it, anything you can go and do, play well. That's for me. If if it's a Sheffield Wednesday game where we play well and get beat by a wonder goal, not happy because we've lost. But you'd take that, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think... Uh, <laughs> go on, Steve. No, no go on. All I would say is there's been times when we played against the bigger teams or the better teams. Peter being the prime example where I've thought, you know what, we haven't got about these as much as we should have done. We haven't let them know they've been in the game. We've sort of rolled over a bit. If we give a performance like you said, Beds, against Sheffield Wednesday, if we lose, but Ipswich come away thinking, Christ, they are a bad side for size who's got promoted. That's enough for me. We give a good account. As long as, as, long as they know they've been in the game and we don't stand off them and, you know, and just, um, and maybe the, I think one thing though, I think the pitch might, might help us out more, you know, I think I don't think our pitch will suit them. I think they'll be in for a uh, bit of a shock when they see that. Especially after the rain we've had today over here. Yeah, because it means it's oozed it down, and it absolutely oozed it down. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Johnny. Yeah, I was just about to say for, for me, I think I think the, the the big thing with the Ipswich game is 
you've got to make sure that the performance is right, but we've got to make sure that we don't get sucked into the like sucked into the oh we've played well a couple of times, but we've lost games because there's only so many times you can do that as well. So I get what you're saying. Like the Chef Wednesday performance was decent, but we 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 got to, we've got to make sure that we're not using that excuse too much. Of oh yeah, we played all right, but we've lost. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't doesn't count for anything, does it? I agree with you against the teams who are going to be in and around us in the bottom half. I think against the teams at the top through season in, you're looking at performance, and on the back of that, you hope to pick up some results like Derby. Yeah, I'm more with you, Bez. I I think that against the team against the against Ipswich, if we give a good account of ourselves and we lose, whilst you're never happy, I think you've got to be realistic. You know, we're we're, we're going to lose some games. And um, they're the type of games. But if we go out and let them know they've been in the game, and fair enough. But I think we we just have to taper expectations because we are going to lose games. Yeah. How we lose get, them is important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not right to choose you off. I think we're more than capable. If we play well again and someone's against them, I'm not saying the game's a write-off. I'm saying it's a free hit. Go play well. Enjoy it and see what you get out of it. Well, Cambridge did beat them as well the other, the other day. So Wow. It, it, it was the pizza trophy, uh, but, oh. but, but, to caveat that, they did actually put out quite a strong team, uh, Mipswich did, so they were playing people like Caden Jackson, John Jules and, and players like that did start, so um, I'll tell you one thing I have noticed about them, they like a yellow card, don't they? Well, one player won't be playing Willie on Tuesday night because he's picked up five yellows. Yeah, Moores is out, but yeah. um, I think Thingy's out as well, you know. I think Luke Wolfender might be out. Oh, did he pick up his fifth yellow on Friday? Well, ninth of... Um, he, well, he, he got booked at 30th of July, he got booked. It's, um, unless one of these is the Cup, which I don't know. No, I don't know. Oh, yeah, the Colchester one. Hang on, the Col- that's the FL Cup. Does that count? EFL Cup or Pizza Trophy? EFL Cup. Ooh, I don't know. I know Pizza Trophy doesn't, but I'm not sure about EFL Cup. I think right. it does. So I'm that's not it. Somewhere, Mickey, Mickey, somewhere, Mickey Adams' game, I told you Sam Morsey was reckless, picked up too many bookings. In his, no. uh, somewhere in Leicestershire, Mickey's, uh, I told you so. Morsey was a good player and he's had a good career and fair play to him. Let's be honest, if Sammy Morsey was available now on a free transfer, you'd have him in the Vale side every day of the week. You'd use, you'd use the money you got from calling the stadium, the only fan stadium, to pay to, to pay to, to pay up to pay Sam Morsey. Yeah. He was yeah, good when he played for us and it's a long time ago, but I thought he was harshly treated by Mickey. Agree, agree. And he's gone on have a great career and it's a plus for us that Morsey isn't playing his hips, which captain he was captain on Friday, picked up a booking after I think nine minutes because I believe he saw the state of the Vale Park pitch as I don't fancy that on a cold wet Tuesday night. <laughs> it's a long way going on a Tuesday. It's yeah. off term. I'll have it with a couple of the kids. Yeah, unfortunately, Marcus Arnest didn't decide to do that and he will be playing. <laughs> yeah, when he's, when he's charging down the Lord Street and he disappears down a mine shaft and they uh, sing goal, <laughs> he, yeah. he probably wish he hadn't either. Yeah. Johnny, have you finished looking as we fell in time? Yeah, um, Wolfenden will have picked up his fifth booking of the season if. The EFL trophy, if the EFL Cup, not trophy, counts. Right, which I believe it does, but I'm not 100. percent So yeah, so he might be missing. Um, 
If not, then he's picked up six in all competitions anyway. So he likes a booking. Yeah. So oh, and very quickly going back to the Cambridge game, just as we're on about bookings, just remind me, ref watch. Didn't really see much of him. He didn't have a lot to do, so I can't really comment. I'll give him six out of ten because I can't really remember much of him. That might be the drink. It might be because the game was a bit of a non-entity as far as tackles and dubious decisions go. If you're a referee, that's the type of game you want to be a referee. Oh, it is, yeah. If you can't remember the ref, he's had a good game. There wasn't anything contentious at all today. No. Yesterday. In fact, I'll give him seven because I didn't notice him. So that says to me he was above average game because I didn't really notice him. So, yeah, back to Ipswich, Johnny. Yeah, let's say I'm, I'm happy. Um, I think it is a free hit now. Um, I think other than wanting to say, like, wanting to put in a performance again, we've taken the gamble with Harrison and Willow. Or, well, and I say we have by not playing him. It's paid off in that sense. So, hopefully, it pays off again. Um, but I just want to turn up, go put ourselves about, make make a nuisance of ourselves, and let's try and irritate the big boys because they, they're coming with a massive following for a Tuesday night, an absolute yeah, huge yeah. following. It's a, it's a, it's a really, I've noticed that. I know it's half term, so maybe people are off work and stuff like that, and it's better for kids. But is it, uh, we, I used to travel down to Ipswich a lot, Sarah's family used to live down that way. Um, the granddad, it's a horrible, horrible trick. And so, all and they got nearly a thousand fans coming, Johnny. But they've they've sold they've sold fifteen hundred tickets, I believe. Fifteen hundred now is it? Christ! Yeah, that's an, that's an amazing effort, you know. So you know, I, I hope our fans turn out as well because sometimes our midweek attendances can be a little bit shaky, can't they? But yeah, we should we should you know we should good at good crowd, good atmosphere. You know, let, let's let, let's see if we can stick one on the big boys. Let's let them know they've been in the game and try and you know and try and win it one 0 or something you know or just give it give it it's a type of game now where we give it a real go and just see what we can do yeah yeah with you both with you both a great following for Epswich say that and big side coming into town I think Vale fans will turn up even though it's a Tuesday night eight half term as you've said so kids can come they haven't got worry about going to school the next day and beat a big side coming into town and generally we like that normally the atmospheres are good on a Tuesday night under the lights especially with the bigger wave following from expecting a good atmosphere and I see no reason we can't go and cause an upset yeah I think I think the other the other thing is for me is like you said you, you you've got to make sure that you test yourself properly against these teams yeah. just as a veteran stick then for January because you look at it to go, do you know what, actually, we've gone toe-to-toe with Derby, we've gone toe-to-toe with Chef Wednesday, and we, we've been beat against Chef Wednesday through a wonder strike, and we beat Derby on another day, it could have been 3-0 at half-time, granted, but you you use them as yardsticks, don't you, throughout the season? I think this is another one of them. It's a good test, it's it's at home, it's under the lights, it's going to be wet, it's going to be soggy, but just go and put yourself about and see what, See, see, see what we can do by being a bit, being a bit horrible and getting in the faces and being a bit aggressive. The one thing I have seen, we're unbeaten with this referee, though. So Andrew Kitchens, the ref, he's the one. If you remember Harrogate when he sent Jack Diamond off, yes, um, he got them two decisions spot on as well. They were they, they were very quick yellow cards that very 
flourished, but he got that spot on. And he was the Carlisle away ref on that Tuesday night where we won 3-1. Yeah, and played very well. Yeah, so we, we've not had an issue with this referee. So that's that'll be interesting to see um, what how he deals with Ipswich. Mm. Was it Carlisle well, when when uh, Brad Walker played like Johan Cruyff at the back? Yes, yes. Played like played like cross between Beckenbauer, Cruyff, and Bobby Moore. Yeah, yeah. And, and Willow played in the old behind the front. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he Willow, quickly changed Willow, it as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With you, avtiming.com then. Get yourselves over to avtiming.com. Have a look at some races coming up. We will sort the 10k out for April, March, April time. We've just got to see what's going to be available locally and we'll get one sorted. So start your training now. First goal scoring time, Johnny. Caden Jackson, 23 minutes, but I'm going for a 1 1 draw. Steve? Ben Garrity. Uh, I think he's going to score pretty early on. I think we'll probably lose 2-1. I think we'll make, make a real game of it. I mean, Gavin Massey, 41 minutes. And I'm with you, Johnny. I think we're going to get a point out of it. One all draw. Why not? What we, what do you think the team will be, Bez? Stone and goal. Don't think Stevens will recover from his dead leg yet. I'm going back three. Forrester Smith. Oh. Hall keeps his place after the way he played. Which is awesome, Jones, because Jones has done nothing deserved to be dropped, but all keeps the place. He was in, played well. Wing backs, I'm going. I think Waz has got play after the way he played. And I think Benning is the best option at the moment, left wing back. Midfield three, Pep, Conlon, Garrity up top. I think Massey and Harrison. I don't think Willow's going to make the start in 11. Maybe make the bench. Maybe. That's my side. Which is really harsh on Mipo to drop him as well, by the way. But I think Addison's got to start. If Fair, enough. Fair enough. I'd make two changes. Um, I'd bring Dan Jones in for Benning. Yeah, that's a good um, option. And go a bit more defensively minded. They've got John Jules, Harness and Caden Jackson plus Wes Burns who plays wing-back for them, and their left wing-back is bloody good as well. Um, let me just remember who he is. Uh, that Leif Davis that you said that they paid a million pounds for from Leeds. Yeah, yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Like they, They've got a lot of attacking talent. Yeah, so, I thought of that. So I think we'll go defensive. And then I think Willow plays... Um, but if he doesn't, I think Mipo and Harrison start, which isn't a slight on Massey, but I think we should be starting square pegs in square holes, not shoehorning Massey up there when we've got Mipo. Yeah, I'll be honest, I dropped a bollock and I'd already picked Massey for first goal scorer, otherwise I'd have gone Mipo. <laughs> I thought that's what you were doing, but I wasn't going to call you out on it. No, I'll own up, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, given that, I, I do agree. And I'd already called Massey for his goal scorer. So, with that the case, I'm going with Steve Bengality for his goal scorer. Yeah, I'd, I'd be similar to Johnny. I'd bring Jones in at left wing back for the reasons he said. I think you've got to leave the midfield three the same. Um, whether Do we know where Walker is? Whether Charlesley comes off the bench? Up front, if they're both fit, I think you have to play Wilson and Ellis. If they're not, I think Mipo did enough to continue in the game. Harsh on Massey, but he's a good option from the bench because he's, he's multidimensional, isn't he? He can come on in a few different positions. So, yeah, I think the team sort of 
kind of sort of almost picks itself in a way. But knowing Clark, he, you could see Sammy Robinson at right wing back. You could see um, the lad from Stoke, who's is it, whose name of McCann. I apologize for You could see him. You could see anything. He could make four or five changes, couldn't he? Yeah. And then, and then, if Massey isn't playing up front, I still think you stick with Waddle at right wing back for this yeah, game, I do, given but, that these are very good going forward, as Johnny's elaborated. If Waddle's got two games and even in a short space of time. Yeah. You know, that, but Massey, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that um, if Waddle's fit and got the two games, and he, he will and should play. And Massey can come off, the, come off the bench and do some damage there. Yeah, yeah. Anything else to add, Johnny, before we sign off and get ready for Ipswich? I'd, I'd just say, like, that they've, they've conceded 12 goals in their 15 games so far. So, and they've scored 28. So it's going to be interesting. Because, um, like, we don't score many and we have, we've only conceded 19, which isn't loads. But, yeah, I think I think it's, it's going to be a tight bit cagey. The pitch is going to take up. A lot, and we we have got some. I've got some info about pitches in general that we'll share Thursday. Um, because I've got quite a bit that I think's worth talking about. Um, not necessarily about our pitch, but just about pitches in general. Um, so yeah, we'll. I just want to go make make a nuisance of ourselves and then see what happens. Yeah, Steve, I agree wholeheartedly. And I'm glad I won't be on when you're talking about the pitch because I know nothing about that type of thing. But I just know in the Law Street side, ours is shocking. Yeah. You, you just know how much it costs to um, hire someone to mow your 9,000 9, acres, don't you? I do. I have an 11-year-old son who does it for a five or a week. Wow. And he'll, he'll mow the bit at the front of the house, which aren't technically ours either. He's, uh, he's, he's, and he'll roll it after because he likes, he likes it. I think he's got a future in the, as a groundsman, Joe. He loves that type of thing. There we go. Joe will bring you the gardening tips. Well, yeah, yeah, so that's it. That's us done. Good win against Cambridge. Seven points out the last nine. Up to 14th on the table. Five points off the playoffs. Seven off relegation. Could we sneak in them playoffs? No, I don't think we will. But, you know, if you don't have a dream, you can't have a dream come true. Keep dreaming. And until Thursday... We'll be back. Until then, we'll review. Yeah, we'll review the Ipswich game, then preview the Lincoln game, and until then, have an ale and up the veil. <laughs>